Welcome to the Movie Babies. I'm Devin. I'm Sean. And boy, howdy. You just you just want to get to this show, and huh? Was, and now I don't... The rhythm of it is so off because we don't... Now we have people in the room and we do an intro, so... It's really strange because there's a lot of eyeballs. Yeah. And this is like... Usually I like to really... Do it better. Go out. We're a movie trailer review show. We're talking about trailers like you give a shit about them. We're kind of breaking them down. We're saying if we like them or not. And we have a guest on. And today in the room, we before we get to our trailers... Let's try, try that again. Before we get to our trailers... Cut! <laughs> uh, so, this time I like a little more energy. Oh, okay. You're, you're like playing with your fingers. Yeah. You don't do that. We're gonna review today I, Tanya, and The Shape of the Water. But before we do that, we're gonna have a little round table discussion... He's back. ...about the molestation in Hollywood... <laughs> oh, boy. ...and the use Hold of the movie pass. Hold on. Sean. Uh-huh. I, I like that you have this, like, renowned confidence now. Mm-hmm. We could barely get it through that intro. Yeah. And now you want to take I do. heavy, I'm feeling ready. serious issues <laughs> such as molestation in Hollywood. We've got our good friends Tasha Kern and Keith Carmack in the house. They're here. And I want to talk to Tasha, one, about her use of the movie pass. Yeah which is a new program that you can sign up for where you can watch a movie a day. Explain this to me. I was yeah. really scared of that sentence because, like, are you going to ask her if she's molested people? Because <laughs> maybe let's don't get to ask that. <laughs> let's get to that. our guests about that. <laughs> so Movie Pass is a flat rate every month, mm-hmm. and then you get to see one movie a day, mm-hmm. no repeats. And it's reduced the amount of money you've spent on movies this month. Yeah, I signed up for the deal part, so I only paid $10 a month. And you get to see a movie a day. And I get to go to a movie a day. Plus, you can still use your, like, Regal card. Okay. And so I just have, like, all of the three movies built up now. Forever. That is very tight. Do you think the company of MoviePass is making money off this at all? Well, that's the discussion, right? Because it used to be, like... A $50 program. Yeah. And then it used to be like a $30 or $40 program. And then recently they cut it to $10 a month. Yeah. You can see as many movies as you want, basically. A movie a day. How are they making money on this? Selling all of your information. Yeah. Definitely. So they're mining your phone. Yeah. Because it's an app that you have to download, right? See how many times on this podcast I've heard Sean (laughs) say people are mining his phone. Welcome to Movie Babies, the conspiracy theory (laughs) podcast. When I was a small child, my mother's catchphrase was, oh, the internet people. Because the internet was kind of fresh, and she's like, you can't give information to the internet people. And you're like, the app people. Yeah, exactly. So if if I had a lot of money to burn, and I wanted to know how to burn that money in a more effective way, I would come up with a way to bait a bunch of idiots, like people who are really into magic cards or people who are really into movies or something like that. Mm-hmm. People that just pay exorbitant amounts of money for this dumb thing that burns them every time. And I would make them sign up for this program so that I could get all their dick pics. Yep. I could get all their password keychains. Mm-hmm. I could get all their demos and their voice memos and their Movie Baby podcasts before they picks? get released. <laughs> Do I? Currently? Not on this phone, on that phone. Oh, the one that Tasha's using. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> it's, a coll- it's a menagerie. I'm collecting them all, let's say. They're my Pokemon. Pokemon, nicely yeah. done. 
so are you in fear of that at all or does it it doesn't matter to you no I already I feel like the second I bought a Google phone I said goodbye to all privacy forever yeah, yeah. Like, Sean yeah your, so, your point would have merit if the internet already got us your mom was right we, we don't yeah. we don't care we stopped caring a long time yeah ago. Google like especially with the phone really like they just are signed into everything so if I Google anything, then it, I suddenly have those ads on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, article news articles mm-hmm. about those things will come up and say this is maybe of interest to you. Did you hear about Facebook too? Like if you talk around Facebook, all of a sudden it, it picks will... up the keywords. Keyword, yeah. yeah. And at Google's the same, where it's like anything you do. That's so fucked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I already it's like. The other day I, I took a shit, and then the next day on Facebook it was like. Do you need stomach medicine? <laughs> <laughs> Sounded pretty rough. <laughs> like, hey, man, you, you feeling okay? That would be the best place, though, to collect all the information about America's shitting because mm-hmm. everyone takes their phones into yeah. the bathroom. Everyone. That's what I would do with the data mining information. <laughs> like, I just want shit information. I want to create the best toilet paper toilet situation. Oh, I like that. So this is an intro? <laughs> yeah. It's just an intro. We'll take anything good that came from it, and we'll flush the rest. Why are you guys doing the intro after you recorded the episode? We always do that. <clears throat> Ooh. We're kind of revealing. This is how the sausage Why? is made. <laughs> Why don't you do the intro first and then go into the reviews? This is why, Keith. Keith just asked, why do we do the intros after the reviews? And it's because if it's an awful show, we have to warn the audience (laughs) what they're going to get into. You know how, like, when you listen to Mark Maron and for 20 minutes before you get to the David Lynch interview, he's like, I uh, I wiped my butt today and I got poop all over my nutsack. Like, you have to listen to that whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... It's like a rite of passage. Yeah, you gotta earn it. You gotta earn it. So, my thought is, you don't mind about that, but are you worried that they're going to raise the price of this as soon as everybody signs up for it? It's gonna be like $60 again. Yeah, I have wondered. In fact, I sent them an email about it Mm -hmm. because that was everyone's thing. It was like, oh, they're gonna get you for three months. And I read through, and it doesn't ever say that it's gonna go back or that, you know, Mm -hmm. subject to change, none of that stuff's listed. So I emailed them, and they wrote me back and said, it's $10 a month. And, what? like, that was, like, it. Like, <laughs> there was no... What questions do you have? <laughs> yeah. There, there was definitely not, like, a helpful response. No. Nope. It was, like, here's our fact page screenshot. Please stop talking. Like <laughs> here, Here's the thing. The reality is, yes, they're going to raise their price. It's going to blow. Like, the whole thing's going to topple over. And we're all going to get caught in the fire. But before then, I'm going to go down in a blaze of glory. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. Adam's all the see. shitty movies. Yeah, all the shitty movies because on the big screen. How do you go back? Like, when it, it, like if the movie pass stops existing, yeah. now to be like, oh, I have to pay $12 for this one movie? Yeah. I might never go They're always at the bar. I mean, maybe yeah. we'll catch on, like, you know, Netflix. Netflix kind of took a chance with, like... $10 streaming or like DVDs, I guess, first mm-hmm. even was the first step. That doesn't make sense. How are you going to make money? How are the companies going to make money? And here we are now. So maybe this is the next step of getting people to the theater because you always hear the complaints about people not going to the movie theater. Well, And that the concessions is where the theaters are actually making the money anyways. 
But that's interesting because, Keith, you told me the other day that movie theaters are starting to consider the idea of paying more for movies that they deem hot. The new Avengers movie, you're going to pay 15 bucks for it. But oh, the Ford Project, you'll only pay $8 for it. Right. So if the theaters are now going to, like, kind of assert themselves to be like, well, pay what we tell you, are there going to be movie pass movies where they're like, no, we're not accepting movie pass for this or whatever? Like, that is going to be a fuckery. Well, and then the Disney stuff of them making theaters show their movie in, like, the best, like, IMAX screens for a certain amount of time. Oh, I didn't know And that. if they don't play their movies in the screens, they can't show, like, Star Wars. They can't show a Marvel movie. That happens sometimes, though, with, like, like at my work, you have to book a crap band in order to get a good band. Mm-hmm. They're, like, represented by the same person. So oh, you, okay, you it's just, a package deal kind yeah, of thing. So yeah, so you'd have to do one night of just garbage terrible time huh. to get like the person who's gonna sell interesting a ton yeah still there's like some shady stuff that they're like yeah being very vague about it asked about the if the price going up and then if there was a cap on movies yeah that if there was if you literally went every day at some point would that not and they did not address that question at they all. didn't want to address that. yeah well good question to ask jed our resident king of cartoons of Regal cinemas. Yeah, and conspiracy theorists. You know Jed's like deep in all of this like undercover He might be the slugworth of this whole thing though. He's like, oh guys, come <laughs> yeah. sign up for movie pass. We're like, he had oh, it oh, yeah, if Jed does it, we should do it. Yeah, Jed had it at the very beginning. He mm-hmm. might this might be our mm-hmm. everlasting gobstopper. Yeah. <laughs> movie pass, more like Movie ass. Movie ass. <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about... Uh, oh, darn. Are we I, running out of time to I, talk about the mess- yeah, station uh, stuff? <laughs> we're going to review the trailers for I, Tanya. We're going to review the trailer for uh, The Shape of the Water. But first, I want to talk about Louis C.K. and Kevin Spacey. Oh, and- wait. Oh, wait. Uh, we're running out of time. Uh, all right. Here's the first trailer. Sorry, Sean. Next time. We ran out of time. If I told you about her, Princess without voice. What would I say? Eliza, come on. Eliza, hurry, hurry. told you about her what would I say I wonder intro battle we just watch ocean 13 <laughs> the shape of the water the lady in the shape of the water <laughs> the lady in the tramp in the water uh, unfuck this mess for me <laughs> yeah, that's what, I wrote that down immediately <laughs> What a dumb line, but I love it. Okay, Shape of the Water. Wow. Del Toro, he's back. Mm-hmm. He actually finished and committed to a project. It's a miracle, but it's a miracle that it looks very similar to a lot of his other Yeah, stuff. all of his... I'm not a huge Del Toro fan. Ooh. I know. 
But he immediately drops the monster, like you can see it right away. And then it's just based on if you think it looks cool or not, if you like the movie, kind of. Because it's not actually <laughs> good point. Yeah. giving you anything cool. Right. Like, it's not ever like, I never saw that plot twist coming. Mm-hmm. You know? Here today with our good friend, uh, movie aficionado you see everything <laughs> from theater to streaming to yeah. obscure horror i think that's so our bonds are strong here <laughs> movie fan tasha kern is here to discuss some some uh still kind of spooky in my opinion del toro is kind of spooky i mean there's a monster in yeah, yeah yeah so but i guess the question is is he a monster yeah it definitely looks like the other guy is the monster uh, Maybe yeah. man is the monster. Yeah. yeah. I never thought of that in any of these movies that I saw <laughs> where they try to hammer that over my head. Uh, Tasha, what did you see in these two trailers that we watched to kind of summate what you think this movie is about? So she works at a secret lab. The thing about it that's funny to me is that she's just mute. Like, yes. that's the... not that big of a deal. Mm. He acts like she's, like, not a person. Yeah. Like, most people have basic sign language like at least the alphabet, and he never has a clue what she's saying mm. or acts like she could never spill the secret because no one understands what she's doing. Like, she's just using sign yeah. language, though. Well, I wonder when this movie's supposed to take place, though. Oh, yeah. Because if it takes place true. now, then yes. Well, then clearly it doesn't. falls apart. It's, but, yeah, yeah, there's like it seems like there's some Soviet stuff. Yeah. Over. Yeah. I guess that's true. So, okay, so we've got a highly coveted cleaning woman (laughs) who is, is, is adopted into this secret laboratory where experiments that cannot be leaked are going down. And she's valued because she doesn't speak verbally. Yeah. And uh, she's hired for this special task of cleaning the floor. And she starts this romance with a monster who's in the lab. And the boss is, like, not having it. Yeah. That's what we got. And they run off together, which in the first trailer I thought maybe was the what the movie was working towards. But then the mm-hmm. second trailer made it look like that probably happens really soon. Okay. And then is what happens after that. Right. To go back to the Ocean 13, it looks like they're planning like an escape. Yeah. Like what, what kind of those, what are those movies called? A heist movie? Heist yeah. movie. A reverse heist. Gotta break out. Sneak the creature out. And mm-hmm. she's, like, hiding it in the bathtub, and it looks like this guy's going around, threatening people. Michael he looks Shannon? Like, he looks like the Terminator, yeah. blood coming out, his <laughs> eyes are red. So you, you are familiar with Michael Shannon from his other movies, right? I mean, not by his name. You're going to tell me what he's in, and then I'm going to go, oh, he's, yeah. He's the bad guy in that last Superman movie. Oh, like he was General the Zod. Zod yeah. Okay, so he's been in a bunch of like indie-ish, like drum dramatic movies and stuff. He's always that intense, like yeah. for every the Ice Man or whatever was uh-huh. where he's like the hitman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who has the family still? Yeah. That's how I see him now, forever. He's yelling all the time. <laughs> he's just like fully furrowed brow, just shouting all the time. So you're probably familiar with. Do you think he's like that in real life? Like. I want some pancakes and eggs! (laughs) I was going to say, how would that feel if that was your boss? Like, if you had to wake up to this guy every day. He plays it so extreme, like, all the time. Like, he's just, like, the most evil manager at a McDonald's at all times. (laughs) Just, like, Have you guys had, like, bad boss experiences where maybe not to this level where they're yelling at you, but... I had an old Belgian woman who threw a spoon at my head (laughs) the day I quit. (laughs) (laughs) 
And that's that was pretty Michael Shannon esque of her. <laughs> yeah. I see him doing that. What if that would have like went through your like eyeball and like blood spurred it out? I don't think she would have cared. She <laughs> would have been like, "What are the dishes? <laughs> I need this clean. I thought you were mute. <laughs> Why is that important to work washing dishes? <laughs> I don't think I've had a boss like that. I think all my bosses are kind of. I've had bosses who are like more. Michael Scott in nature, where it's like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> There's a shot somewhere mid-first trailer, I think, that seems to show Michael Shannon dead. <laughs> he's got a big chest wound. Yes. And he's all bloody, and he falls to his knees like the monster just, like, reached out into his chest and, like, Kalimad him and, like, <laughs> yeah. fucking scorpion fatality to him. I definitely think the monster... Fights back at some point. Yes. Pretty seriously. But did we just see the villain of the movie die in the trailer? Well, we see him come in the hallway when he's doing his Terminator walk. I'm doing <laughs> it. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, that's a good Terminator walk. But he does have that big blood flesh wound, like right over his heart. Yeah. So I mean, and he falls maybe, to his knees. Maybe the twist is that whatever this creature, this creature has like healing power. Right. Well, because he said also that the people from the Amazon worshipped it, mm-hmm. like As that that one, mm-hmm. or like the race of it, uh, or is that still the same, just eternal monster? The creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. yeah. They say the Amazons worship it as a god, but then there's also at the beginning of the trailer where he's like, this isn't Jesus. You don't think this is what your Lord looks like? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. And I was like, how cool would that be, though, if that's what... God if all of our crucifixes on our walls and our Christmas ornaments yeah. just had a creature from a black lagoon. Yeah, it just seems like that makes the most sense Dude, to me. Let's rebrand Christmas. <laughs> from this day forward, yeah. all of our Christmas celebration, Santa is Dracula, yeah. and Jesus is the creature from the black lagoon, and the bride of Frankenstein is whatever. Mrs. Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, Mrs. Claus. They've been trying to reboot that dark universe. This might be the answer. Just this make holiday movies. <laughs> I'm into it. Sean, how yeah. do you feel about Del Toro? Uh, I'm increasingly less enthusiastic about him as the as he completes movies. The, I think when I was a kid, the Hellboy thing was fun for me because yeah, I liked the I comic. Like, I do like Hellboy. And this is very Hellboy-esque to the point where... It looks like Abe Sapien. Yeah. yeah. He had to say, like, no, this isn't, like, a secret Hellboy, oh, like, yeah, spinoff. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. It is very Hellboy, and I like the Hellboy movies as well because, and from the looks of this movie, is I love the Frankenstein story. Uh-huh. Like, you can keep feeding me that one, and I'll keep reading it up. It's you know. a, a misunderstood monster. Someone wants to take it apart. Someone wants to study it. Someone wants to fall in love with it. The monster is just a monster. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought they did a nice job. I mean, it, it's pretty obvious, but as long as the story's entertaining, I don't really care if it's obvious, but having the mute and, like, a black person during that time where maybe they weren't accepted and you see the lady, he looks at me because I'm not incomplete. Like, marginalized or dehumanized people. Right, and so, I, you know, that's all pretty on the nose, but again, I like his storytelling. Mm. What was the other one? Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah. I like that one quite a bit. I watched it again as an adult, and I didn't like it as much. 
I, I mean, I get that it's kind of like a dark fairy tale, and it's like, yeah, fairy tales used to be really brutal, so we're going to just, like, be really brutal with this little kid. Yeah. Which I thought was great when I was a kid, but now I'm just kind of like, I don't want to watch this. Like, Wait, it was too, like, intense for you? It wasn't that it was too intense. <laughs> I was just kind of like, this, is, I, this isn't fantastical. It's just child abuse. I'm just watching child <laughs> yeah. abuse. Yeah, like, that movie is really rough to watch, but I, I felt like if anyone can handle that sort of stuff, it'd it's, be like it's, you. Not that I can't handle it. It's just that I didn't enjoy, like, it wasn't okay. like... Oh yeah, put this on. It's so much fun. Like I think people think about Pan's Labyrinth as a really fun movie because the creatures are really fun. Yeah, it's yeah. not a fun movie. It's very no. depressing, and it's like, hey, remember when your dad was mean to you when you were a kid? And you're like, oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> fun. Shit. Like, Those are also like the two that are. If you had to pick two, those would be the two. He did the one. What made me just totally off of the off the Del Toro boat was mm-hmm. the with Katie Holmes with the creatures and the vents. Did you ever see that? Did he direct that or did he just produce that? I know what the one you're talking about. It's dark. I don't know if dark. He... That's what's confusing. Yeah, we were trying to look at if Del Toro directed Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. He produced it, and that's kind of his gimmick right now. He did attaches... that with like orphans and stuff back in the day. Yeah, he attaches his names to so many projects that it is confusing. Like, what have you actually done? Done. And it well, and it's funny because those movies kind of adapt his aesthetic a little bit. Yeah, like it's kind of like a Zack Snyder thing, where it's like, oh, it doesn't matter who directed this; it looks like a Del Toro movie. Did you see Crimson Peak? Yeah. So that was his last one. Yeah. Okay, I had a weird relationship with Crimson Peak. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking bad. It seems pretty straightforward relationship. <laughs> pretty bad movie, but spoiler alert: it ends in a fucking knife fight. Like, just like a beat-it music video knife fight like between the char- the main character and the villain. And it couldn't be a fucking cooler way for a movie to end. It's like a snowy, they've they've left the haunted house, and they're just each armed with a knife, and it's just... Yeah. It's a knife fight. It's like, what a wacky... So, like, I appreciate that he just thinks of things a little bit differently, mm-hmm. and there is something kind of, like, cool and fun about maybe whatever the Lost in Translation-ness of his imagination and the rest of ours but that's always sprinkled throughout a movie that's otherwise pretty boring and like just doesn't seem like it's for me yeah and just pretty predictable i mean you always know from the beginning whatever the bad thing is isn't really the bad thing it's 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 a manifestation of your bad relationship with this household (laughs) yeah but it's like samoa yeah yeah yeah. it's like you see his name and you go well there's gonna be a twist in this movie yeah Yeah. you see del toro you're gonna go well, the bad guy's going to be, like, more than he seems. Yeah. I think it all started with that Devil's Backbone movie where, like, he, that was like, this is my recipe. You think it's a, this ghost kid is, like, you know, going to kill everybody or haunt everybody or scare everybody? No, it's this ghost kid is, like, a... It's, like, all this metaphor for this bomb dropping and, like, war and, you know, the scariness of we could die at any minute or whatever. And it's, like, he's always got these, like, very heavy-handed metaphor yes. for his horror, which I guess is like what all horror is, but it just seems kind of chintzy when he does I don't know. It just seems funny when he does it to me, rather than effective or... Yeah, it's never... I've never felt scared mm. watching any of those mm. movies, I don't think. Which isn't necessarily a thing you have to do, but then I, it fits weirdly into the genre. Yeah. What if he took, like... Like, if he just started like a phony name, so it's not a Del Toro movie. Yeah. To flex chops other than this. So then you're you're like going and you're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to see a horror movie. 
the monster is more than you think it is. It's a more of a pleasant surprise. So the twist is that it's a Del Toro movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I like that idea. <laughs> we saw two trailers, and they were a lot of the same beats, but they felt pretty different. Yeah. yeah. To me. I think so, too. That second trailer, everything in the first trailer that I was like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen here, they kind of showed you what happened in the second one. Right, all your answers were, yeah. or questions were answered yeah. in the second Yeah, but one. it did change how I viewed the film, like how I think a film's going to go. Like, I think it's definitely going to get a lot darker and more brutal, judging from the second trailer mm-hmm. than from the first. Would you say you have a preference on trailer one where it's more of a teaser, you don't get all the answers? Or do you like trailer two where you can go, okay, I know what to expect from this movie. I think the first one. Okay. Because the first one really made it seem like it was mostly a love story. Mm-hmm. Right. They and keep the music very yeah. pretty and jazzy. And, and I like... think I would have been excited then to go to it and be like, oh man, there's way more to this than just that. Mm-hmm. You know? So even though we kind of always know Del Toro has these like kind of romanticized things and like the horror elements, it's still fun to pretend like, oh, it looks like yeah. you just made a sweet movie <laughs> yeah. and then you go in and it's like, whoa, yeah, there's yeah. blood everywhere. <laughs> I agree with that. I think that's a good strength of his movies is if you don't know how nasty it's going to get. Yeah. That is a better surprise. Like, f- like free- freaky nasty? No, like Pan's <laughs> Labyrinth nasty. Like you, you see the trailer for Pan's Labyrinth and you're like these monsters look so magical and like oh it reminds me of Labyrinth or whatever yes but then that guy gets his fucking throat slit or whatever yeah. it is like there's like some pretty graphic I forgot I, I recently like, yeah. watched it too and I had forgotten how much stuff like in the human world was happening yeah. that was really crazy and See, so that's a good surprise not I like, knowing that I like that I love two streams mm. like one of my favorite movies is Life is Beautiful Holocaust and like slapstick comedy. Right. Let's put them in <laughs> together in a movie. Yeah. And Del Toro is doing kind of a similar thing with brutal reality of war and like fairy tales. Uh-huh. He did that thing that you like. He put like a little rhythmic montage in the So we got trailer. like the Tarzan scene at the beginning where the, the clock's ticking and that's part of the music. They're punching the card, doing some. Sweeping the broom. Sweeping the broom. out loud. And in trailer two, they did a great scene that I loved where the bad guy tips over a glass of water and that cuts to a door being blown off with a rush of like water. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I'm into that trailer trick. I, th- I did think the editing of the second trailer was a little bit strange and like a little too garbled. The first one I thought was much stronger and like, yeah, kind of made its point of like, hey, it's a sweet movie, but is there going to be some darkness around the yes. edge? And it's framed very nicely, and it's paced very nicely, and that, <clears throat> that sweet music kind of keeps you questioning, like, is this sweet? I don't know. What's going to happen? The second one, I feel, goes too hard, but also there's just some things that weave over the top of each other. Like, th- there's the part where she's trying to, like, sign fuck you to him. Yes. And then Octavia <laughs> Spencer is, like, explaining, like, oh, she's just he's just saying thank you. But they've already cut to then the monster's face, like, poking out behind the... A shelf and it's like wait well that was like that could have been its own beat this trailer's going on too long like mm-hmm. putting in too much stuff in it it reminded me of a trailer wars trailer where like i would try to put way too much shit in it and then i'd be like but i have this little line that someone needs to narrate but i only have images of something that has nothing to do with that <laughs> i also wonder 
So th- this has been in both trailers when she's on, like, I think the bus. Mm-hmm. Does it look like she's controlling the raindrops on the window? It kind of looks oh. like they're trying to play with that as a visual yeah. possibility. That's what I thought, too. And then she's all the way underwater once or twice. There's, like, some dream sequency stuff where yeah. she's, like, s- yeah, yeah. sleeping. She's, like, laid up over a top of a bed, but she's floating because she's in water. And she's got, like, an eye mask on. It looks like maybe it's part of a dream, and then there's a part where she's like fully submerged, and yeah. the monster swims past her. Yeah. Do yeah. we think this monster has superpowers that he might be passing on to this lady? Maybe he can like change her, and so they can reproduce. Oh yeah, oh, like that is a twist. What? Like like somehow make. I mean, if he's been around since Amazon time, uh, yeah. does he really live forever, or does he have to die eventually? So he has to, like, find a wife. I love... Maybe that's the twist. The monster (laughs) actually is this bad, and he's just, like, finding finding his bride. I like that idea because I've never seen that before. The whole enticement of the monster kind of beckoning her the whole time. It's like a siren. It's kind of like Ex Machina. Spoiler alert for Ex Machina. Like... How when the guy actually helps the robot in the end, she's like, fuck you, I'm a robot. <laughs> I'm a robot, I don't have... Yeah, yeah I'm a monster. Because you have all this other stuff going on where it's like, oh, Michael Shannon seems like a bad guy. He's chasing him down. Like, maybe he's doing the right thing. Yeah, he's <laughs> trying like, to exterminate this monster. You don't understand how dangerous this monster yeah. is. This is what it does. It lures you into this, like, sleepy time trance. Yeah. I like that. That kind uh, of fun. It reminds me of, like, you know, dolphins. They look so cute and playful. And then you learn about the hidden dark side of dolphins. Yeah. And those things are freaky. Yeah. They always want you to jack them off. Why do they... <laughs> Have you heard of that, that story? I heard of... It was like a radio lab or whatever where they went into that story of a woman who, like, lived with dolphins with the gall of trying to make them speak English. Yeah. And then... <laughs> to make them concentrate on the studies... Because she's like, they're like teenagers. They, they they have ADD and they don't pay attention to, like, the work. So she'd, she'd like, jack them off to, them like, the... relieve their tension. And so they could focus they just did on a, studying. A really bad SNL sketch about that last Saturday. Really? Yeah. That's really funny. That that's, it's timely. I guess. It's But it's now it's what everybody thinks of when they think of dolphins. Like, oh, yeah, dolphins. The things that ruined. people jack off. and so so yeah maybe we'll get that in this movie the the monsters just in search of some manual stimulation the Mm -hmm. whole time he's like I'll show you the shape of my water we got what else was in there that was fun should we rate this movie let's do it Asha you have listened to the show before you're a little bit familiar do you feel comfortable letting the audience know what our rating system is yeah cool. so I love robots I love robots I will not see it right yeah, I yeah. hate it that's correct mm-hmm. and in space with zombies in space in space with zombies maybe if I have a movie pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's put a pin in that. I, yeah. I want to talk about that in the intro. Okay. Uh, or, and then like a lot. So you cool if I scream. Like a lot. Is you like a lot. Mm-hmm. I'll say like a lot. Really? I'll, I'll definitely go see it. Okay. Yeah. I for sure will. I'm worried that those two trailers just showed me the entire movie, except for some crappy dialogue. Mm-hmm. But hopefully there's something in there. 
that's new. Do you think this is a Del Toro film that maybe wins you over? Or do you feel like maybe you're still going to have kind of the same feelings about him? I think I'll probably always be touch and go. I also just read The Strain that he wrote. Yeah. Oh, okay. God, it's terrible. Really? Yeah, it's so terrible. It's like if a 14-year-old wrote a vampire book. It seems like his mentality is very childlike yeah. in, in storytelling. Yeah. So, I guess I that doesn't bother me mm-hmm. usually. I don't know why it bugs me so much. I think because so many people always talk about how great he is. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of overhypeness yeah. to him. He has often come up in critical things that you know pop up in a trailer or like in magazines or editorials or whatever. Master of Horror, Guillermo oh, del Toro. I hate that. Totally fucking disagree. Like yeah. I don't think he's made a movie that would earn him that. He doesn't no. really do horror films. I would. It's argue. not straight up. Yeah, no. I agree. No, that's just these warped kids movies. In it's my just mind. the monsters. It's the monsters, because I do think his monsters look better than the majority of the monsters you see on the big screen. Yeah, but, you know, they always look the same. I mean, that's true. But if they're cool, then, like, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm thinking more like the Stan Winston and, like, and like Baker and, like, people that, like, made... All the monsters look a little bit different. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. This has got such, like, a... What I really don't like is the thing, and I'm glad he's not do, he didn't do it in this one, but, like, you know how on Hellboy he had, like, an arm that had, like, these tattoos that were just, like, etchings? No idea what that means. He had, like, what was his, would be his tattoo or whatever arms are just, like, etchings into his skin. Like, someone carved, like, they were scars. Oh, I see, I see. Like, he did that on all his characters for a long time. Mm -hmm. That was, like, a weird little Del Toro touch of, like, these, like, scarification design tattoos just to throw more design on his character. Well. Fucking hate that. Wait till you see the R-rated version of this movie. <laughs> where the where the creature has a little tramp stamp on the back. It's just like a little... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was derailed. What we're talking about. Your rating and your, your reasonings. Yeah. She, she did it. Yeah. Yeah. She loves it, Sean. What about you? No. She loves it. She, she came in and she's like, you know what? Don't really care about Del Toro. By the end, she was like, you know what? I love it. I am seduced by the sea monster of this movie. I'm going to rate this. I'm going to rate this I Love Robots and be honest. Sean! That surprised me. I could in Space with Zombies it because I have this little hope optimism that there will be more to it than what the two trailers just jam-packed for us. I don't think there will be. I do think it's going to be just a little bit of shitty dialogue in between what we just saw. A lot of this stuff feels extremely labored, and then we do maybe work up to this little denouement of like, oh, that was a fun little thing, but I sat here for two hours and it's not worth it. Right. I think that's what we're going to get here. I don't like the Amelie aesthetic that I'm getting off of this. It is very Amelie. Yeah, it is. It just seems like, ah, I've seen that before. Like, if you're just trying to do Amelie versus Frankenstein... Shit, yes. I mean, all right. Maybe you, that's, yeah, maybe that's what you want. That. You just bumped me up. <laughs> the Universal Monsters need to start doing like Tom versus Marvel thing and so, just versus other entities. What's funny Marvel. about this is like all your guys' criticisms, why I agree with them, mm-hmm. make me like it more. Right. Amelie meets Frankenstein. I was like, yeah. At a time, I think I would agree with you. I think I'm just looking for different things now from my monster movies right yeah 
But that's fine. I mean, I, I see why you're saying That's why I was kind of thinking, like, okay, maybe it's something in space with zombies. But I just, my pessimism persists. I think it's not, I don't trust Del Toro to evolve or mature in his storytelling. I feel like he's going to do the same thing he always does. Sure. And that's what I love. I feel like now I'm one of those people I'm always, like, you know, nitpicking at. Like, mm-hmm. the Marvel or the Transformers movies, same, same, same. Right. And I'm like, why? Stop doing that. You're just like... And then Del Toro comes around, and it's same, same, same. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. All right. He's got your number. <laughs> I haven't seen all his films, but I like the Hellboy films. I liked... The and... Hillbilly films? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Hellboy films. Uh-huh. I like Pan's Labyrinth. I probably like... Pacific Rim more than I should. Oh, God. We, we differ on that one for sure. Yeah. For a dumb Transformer movie, it's the best one. You excited for the next one? No, because he's not directing it. Okay. So that's another thing. Okay. He was going to direct Pacific Rim 2. He dropped it to do this film. Oh, interesting. And the new Pacific Rim film, maybe we'll get to it, does not look good. It's not. It's, it does not <laughs> look... the first one didn't either. <laughs> We're getting kind of a twist on the leading lady where she's mute. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of that representation. And I want to know what the man on the bench with the balloons and cake is doing. Why? He's, he's in like both trailers, right? <laughs> Who is this man? Why does he have this what, cake? What does he know? Maybe he's one of the Soviets. <laughs> he's a little plant. If he turned out to be like the Soviet spy. He's the, what's the guy in Willy Wonka who's trying yeah. to bust yes, in? Slugworth. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the Slugworth of this film. And you do have like a Wonka like sweets connection yeah. too. That'd be amazing. Uh, Just like the little microphones in the balloon. <laughs> so it like helps broadcast it further. Yeah. I love it. I'm into it. So is this a like a lot for you? This is a like a lot for Damn, me. Damn, spike that football. Well, I guess we'll see. I know we'll we'll end up seeing this together anyway, so mm-hmm. whether I like it or not, I'm going <laughs> to see the goddamn thing. Another, this is becoming like a, a segment now. Mm-hmm. Another quick shout out to Keith Carmack, who has also, like we discussed last week with our episode about Tiny Town or whatever the fuck that Shrinky Dinks movie is. <laughs> Downsizing. Downsizing. Keith has been working on a script or an idea, a movie idea for uh, bringing back the creature from the Black Lagoon. Sorry, Keith. Looks like Hollywood beat you yet again. Uh, keep trying. And that was Aquaman. I mean, <laughs> the shape of the water. The haters always say, Tanya, tell the truth. There's no such thing as truth. Everyone has their own truth. I was the best figure skater in the world at one point in time. Call out a clean skate, for Christ's sake. Do not swear in front of the kids. I didn't swear, you cunt. Who's that? You two fuck yet? (laughs) Intro battle. The year is... 1994, (laughs) y'all! I'm listening to my new copy of the Weezer's Blue album. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've just experienced a year of thinking long and hard about the, La- the Lorena Bobbitt uh, oh. situation. Oh, yeah. I'm gearing up to start considering the OJ trial, and suddenly, like a bolt from the blue album, 
We reference that a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, ice skating incident occurs that takes the world by storm. Tanya Harding has hired her bodyguard to smash Nancy Kerrigan's leg. Flash forward to 2017. I'm here with my pals. We're watching a movie about this same incident. I robot. I robot. <laughs> what? Why do they make these puns so easy for me? <laughs> I Tanya is a strange choice to name this, right? It's com- it's we're coming off of an I Spartacus, I think. Kay. It's kind of like a let's mythologize this character kind of cash grab. Did she what part does she play in this movie? Like did she help write it? Did she okay any of it? Is the she real Tanya Harding? Yeah, yeah, the real person. Oh, okay, we'll get to the real person because she has quite a history. For the film, from my understanding, did not have a part of it, but the screenwriter, the script, it was on the 2016 blacklist, mm. meaning it was the most liked script that was like unmade. And <gasps> it wasn't made because it was having some licensing issues? I mean, who, who knows issues? why... Tasha, do you recall this happening when you yeah. were a kid? I grew up in the Midwest, so mm-hmm. like we watched the Olympics were like a big deal. I don't know if it's the same, you know, in other places, mm. but I don't feel it here as no, much. No, no, we don't we don't care about anything. Yeah, yeah. There, there, we that might was... put like the Olympic rings on our McDonald's cups. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a thing. Okay. You know, and I mean we didn't have cable. The only thing that was on TV that was good ever was the Olympics, I guess. Mm. And so I remember vividly the whole thing, for sure. Mm. Which I think, this is crazy to me, because Nancy Kerrigan has had to have had, like, the worst human life. Like, she did all this training, did all these things. This happens to her. The only thing I know about Nancy Kerrigan is that people make fun of the way that she cried yeah. all the time. Right. Meanwhile, Tanya Harding is, like, everywhere. Like, yeah. And then seemingly making a sympathetic movie for her. Yeah, totally. So I know Nancy Kerrigan, not from the Olympics, but from last year's Dancing with the Stars. Oh! oh what? Because Mr. T was on that season, so <laughs> like... Well, now I have to watch it. Yeah. And it was amazing. Everyone, Hulu, Mr. T, Dancing with the Stars. But Nancy Kerrigan was on there, and she quickly became my favorite because she's so sweet, but also she's so, like, broken up inside. Yeah. And she's so, like, competitive with herself, and, like, she needs to be perfect. You can get a perfect 10, and that's the best thing ever, right? Mm-hmm. She's, like getting down on herself, and she's, like, giving herself a hard time because she's not getting it. She never got her 10. Oh. And, like, some other acts did get 10 that didn't deserve it. Uh-huh. And you could see her on screen holding back tears a lot of times, and, like, every time she didn't get that 10, you could see it on her face, like, how disappointed Do she was in herself. the producers <laughs> were attempting to inspire a secondary act... So she hired her bodyguard to take out Mr. T's knees. <laughs> I love it. How is she feeling seeing this movie where your like yeah. attacker mm-hmm. is being celebrated? Yeah, celebrated. that's. I mean, in a way, for a specific person, that's kind of like, oh, let's make a movie about how Louis C.K. just like violated this person, but we'll make it look like he's the hero. Like, yeah, probably bad call. I'm kind of gleaning from this trailer that it's ironic that there's it's celebrating her. Like, it's like, yeah, 
well, she's also a bad person from a bad home, and she made bad decisions, and we're calling those things bad. But she's bad like Shaft is bad. Yeah, yes, <laughs> totally. Okay, yeah. maybe, maybe. Nancy Kerrigan's still, like, we're not celebrating her in any way. No. And she was, like, an amazing athlete. Mm. Yeah, who then, I mean, could do nothing, right, yeah. after that? I mean, where's, never... where's her movie? It doesn't look like she's in this one a lot either. Someone plays her, which I was like, missed opportunity. Get Anne Hathaway to play her. That but, would be great. Oh, well. Next time. Yeah, that is weird. We only see her crying on the TV. Yeah. Maybe that is such, like, a sensitive, like, legally, you can use her likeness, but you can't, like, have her be a, too much of a character or whatever. Yeah, maybe there's, like, restraining yeah, and I'm forces sure she at work. probably has some... Self-respect, which I don't know if Tanya Harding <laughs> necessarily does. Okay, can I read you Tanya Harding's Wikipedia? Uh, yeah. Give me the highlights. Number one highlight, sex tape. Oh, I forgot about oh, that. What? She did a sex tape. Released her own. Sold it to <laughs> Penthouse. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Doesn't stop there. It was all. This is all after the incident. All after the incident. Okay. So she basically became... A celebrity. Yeah, her And yeah, her again, Nancy Kerrigan brushed to the side. Yeah. yeah. But she what appeared <laughs> She appeared with a triple A Lucha Wrestling Federation. I knew that one. You pro did know that the pro wrestler, she I knew. T- she teamed with Eddie Guerrero. Weirdly, weirdly muscular. Like uh, what? Look like a different person. Like she was a wrestler for a while? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Didn't know that. Well, did you know that she had a band called the Golden Blades <laughs> who was booed off the stage <laughs> for their only performance in Portland, Oregon? Oh, oh my that's God. a really hard audience to debut. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> did you know that she was in a low-budget action film called Breakaway? Mm, no. Did you know in 1996 she used mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to revive an 81-year-old woman? Did not know that. So it started with that. She was like, I got to get my career back on track. I, I highly doubt the validity of that. You think <laughs> that that's seems bullshit? Like, like, what can we do to put this back on track? I see. I see. <laughs> I'm going to hire this 81-year-old lady. <laughs> and then to top it off, she, was, she had a boxing career. Holy shit, my man. This lady is... <laughs> she's a renaissance woman. Yeah. I'm almost... So now I'm like looking at this movie trailer, and mm. it's very specifically just targeting the incident, incident right? right? yeah. But now it's like, I want to go on the journey with this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get... I mean, seemingly what we're getting here is one of those like you know, unreliable narrator stories where she's going to tell, and she says at the beginning, like, I'm going to tell my story my way, or, like, everyone's truth is different. She's talking to the camera. Yeah, she broke the wall. She's going to do that so a lot. So, you can do anything then. Yeah. Because so, you're just talking. Yeah, and it looks like she's kind of being interviewed for, like, this kind of documentary in her imagination or whatever, like, at the end of the trailer, so maybe we do get, like, a more flash-forward her that's being able to, like, comment on these other things that she's, she's done. She's, like, it's, like, she's telling about this story, and then it's her in present day, and she's, like, in a lab yes. Margo's just playing Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, like in a past life I was Tanya Harding. <laughs> 
here's the thing with what you just that dam that you just burst in my imagination from telling me all this stuff mm-hmm. the incident is hardly the main thing anymore like we all yeah. lived through that so you gotta make your movie have all this shenanigans in it yeah. that's what makes it yeah. so insane yeah that's you like this incident was just the tipping or just the starting Catalyst point for a crazy career in all kinds of varied ways what was the outcome of this like did she go to jail I think because the bodyguard they, did. He did. Because that would make... I mean, you couldn't come out in the movie and be like, oh, she hired him. Right? Or well, was I, it too I, don't, late I suppose now? the movie itself is not her admission of doing anything. Yeah. But, like, I don't remember what the court she outcome was. She avoided further prosecution and a possible jail sentence by pleading guilty on blah, 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 blah. So okay. she, she received three years probation, community service, a fine... They had to go to Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> All the regular <laughs> probationary stuff. You have to make one celebrity sex tape, we'll let you off. <laughs> That's court-mandated celebrity <laughs> sex tape. Oh, my God. So, okay, there's a lot to unpack with this woman, this celebrity, this status of being, like, celebrated for doing something atrocious. But let's get into the finer points of the trailer a little bit. Yes. Good trailer? Shitty trailer? Good trailer, good trailer. I'm so into the glow mindset right now. Interesting, yeah. You know, it's like the total glow trainer. Is what it's oh, yeah, yeah, playing kind of a Mark Maron, just yeah. like unsympathetic shithead yeah. trainer, her mom yeah. in this. I didn't realize that it was her mom for some time. I thought it was just the trainer. The, she's also the mom from Juno, right? That's that's that uh, actress. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's always playing tough mamas. She's a bad mama. I did like that the mom threw a knife at her. Yeah. That was very much like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, Since it is her narrative, we're going to get a lot of like, this part was real, this part was fantasy, like what's what? Because mm. there's scenes where her mom throws a knife at her, she's chasing people with guns, Yeah. there's like blood on her face, there's like car chases, not all that happened, right? Yeah, we're going to heighten the story a little bit. So do you like that in a, in a telling of a realistic event or is that no. obnoxious? I, I think it's obnoxious, but it's how definitely, do you feel? It definitely gets confusing. I, it depends. If I, if I go into it going, I know I'm going to have to see this movie twice to understand what's actually happening because mm-hmm. there's going to be so much like subterfuge going on, mm-hmm. you have to make me know that I'm going to want to see it twice. Oh, yeah. I don't think this is going to be that sophisticated. <laughs> no. no. You're probably not even going to have to watch it the whole time. The first time, <laughs> you could probably take a nap in the middle and be fine. <laughs> I think the little girl playing her is my favorite part of the, all of this. The yeah. behind-the-back flip-off is in my top five things. That you like exists. that? You like to do it. that? I love it, and especially when kids do <laughs> it. It might. It's my favorite thing. I wonder if this movie would be more interesting if it was like kind of like a problem child just <laughs> following the kid around. Yeah. This gal, this little kid was in Gifted, that kind of super genius kid movie with Chris. Evans that came out? Yeah, no one, no one saw that. Okay. I did not she plays a sassy little kid in that one. She plays a sassy little kid in How to Be a Latin Lover. She's like the little boy's love interest in that. Every time I see her in something, I'm like, this, I love this little kid. She's really funny. Stranger Things figured it out. If you find, it's so hard to find like a good kid yeah, actor yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that if you do, just make every movie around. Like Kevin. Mm. That's his name, right? Uh, Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> <laughs> I want to throw this guy on you. I'm going to flip the script on okay. you, too. Because during the last trailer, Shape of the Water, he kind of takes these monster characters, gives them 
a new sense of humanity. Mm-hmm. Similar vibes here where there's no such thing as a truth. I make my own truth. Mm-hmm. It's just like the catchphrase Everyone's for I'm a there. terrible person inside. There you go. Taking a bad character, mm-hmm. trying to make you side with it, give it some, like, who's the real monster? Maybe it's not Tanya. Maybe it's, <laughs> well, maybe it's families. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll buy into that to some extent. But also, yes. you can't, I don't think you can, like, oh, you know, my mom sucked, so I hired this guy to destroy this other person's needs. Like, that maybe is too, because with the first movie, yes. it's an actual monster against people, which I'll always be like, that's the right move. Mm. But but bad people, I don't have really the same sympathy for. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Tasha. I think it's one thing, well, it's one thing because we've seen the trope of the sympathetic monster and the monstrous persecuting human in yes. monster movies for a long time now. For a little lesser extent, we've seen, I mean, the American Psycho type thing where it's like, oh, bad character telling us maybe something about themselves that makes us a little more sympathetic to, or at least take us from thinking that person's a monster to going, that person's a person. Mm-hmm. And th- I mean, maybe that's a little more fresh, or it's still been done quite a bit recently, but it's a little more fresh to where I'm going, ah, okay, I could see that. I like that with the OJ movie. It was like, okay, well, here's the complexity of that guy and why, how it got to this potentially or whatever. What's the OJ movie? The one that we watched. Oh, the one we watched. Yeah. The documentary thing. Yeah. Insights into these people that behave badly and to kind of get, like this Waco document or this Waco t- miniseries that's coming out or whatever. It's like, okay, let's get, this is a her- horrible thing that happened, but let's get into the humanity of the people a little bit more. I like that movies want to examine a little deeper than to just be like, that's a bad guy, that's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Great, good. Like, I think that's entertaining. Yeah. But I don't think it is effective to me. I'm still looking at this trailer and going like, oh, this reminds me of like, what was it, Burn After Reading or or Burn Notice, whatever the one that's like silly Coen Brothers. Like, yeah, Burn After Reading. Like, and like the one with Jack Black where he like murders the old woman, Bernie or whatever. Oh, that was. Yeah. Like, like when idiots do heists we're dumb yokels and we're just gonna do a heist and like of course we're gonna fuck it up and that's the fun of the game but somehow we fuck it up so bad that we unfuck this mess i i mean that's just like i'm over it i guess i'm not praising it and i'm not condemning it how about that you you wash your hands of it yeah i'm walking away (laughs) i want to ask you guys this question a big theme of this film it looks like is the mom pushing tanya to be a champion to be the best. Have you guys ever had kind of those experiences before with a coach or a teacher or a family member who's like pushing you in such an intense way? Where they're really just tearing you down in hopes that you like persevere through yeah. it or something? Yeah. I did a lot of sports growing up, so I can relate to that aspect of this film. Mm. Coaches were like on you about so much stuff. I've had coaches yell at me, throw chairs and furniture mm. in the locker room. On a way to like motivate you, like whiplash, right? Yeah, There's a perfect whiplash. so many coaches do that, but because I know what they're doing, I just like shut down. Mm. Like does the opposite. So it doesn't work when I do that to you. No, <laughs> does it make you a better movie baby? No, I just go. All right, well now I'm just gonna do more. Yeah, like, I guess dick I'll pull jokes. this knife out of your leg. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
Um, no, I am. I sympathize more with the character who's trying to do that to other people because I think I do that to my bandmates all the time. <laughs> so you're you're the mom in this scenario. You're J.K. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever dabble with any sports or anything when you were growing up? Uh, I did sports, but not that seriously. I was more fine arts. Hmm. Boring. No one was like paint or yeah. dance harder. <laughs> yeah. It's kind <laughs> it's of a fine art. Well, it's weird with fine arts because. People just want you to not be successful so that you do something else that will help you to succeed. Yeah. yeah. So Live. instead of being like, yeah, oh, try really hard at this acting. It's like, God, please quit this acting. Please do that. You know, where it's like the opposite push. Like, please like anything that's in economics. But then, but then that does that just make you like resolve stronger? Like, oh, tell me I can't do it. Now I'm going to. Do it yeah. twice as hard. Yeah. I think that's what has made me want to do artsy things is like seeing that society like kind of pans that a little bit and being like, well, fine. Fuck you then. That's why I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a little bit curious about this bit about her being actually talented enough to achieve, but there was that little chapter in the trailer where the judge was like, well, we also judge on style or whatever. And her hitting this kind of glass ceiling of, like, you can be badass at what you do, but you actually have to play the Hollywood game looking attractive and being an all-American girl and, like, all this stuff to be able to be considered in this echelon of what you're already actually good at, which is, like, that was a weird thing that I kind of, like, saw when I lived in Los Angeles. It was like, oh, it doesn't matter if you're good. It matters. These other things matter equally, if not more. Right. And that's this realistic thing that's, a lot of people butt up against that I think is kind of fascinating. So, I mean, does that make me sympathize with the monster a little bit? Like, I guess so. But it also seems like in the trailer, the bodyguard kind of seems to pitch the idea to her. Yeah. Like, I kind of get the notion that it's not her being like, we got to beat the shit out of that Nancy Kerrigan. It's him going like, well, we got to go to more extreme measures. Like, maybe we should take her out. You get Derek involved. That was the greatest line on that trailer. I know a guy... I shouldn't even say his name. <laughs> it's Derek. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious if that happened in real life that way, where she was pitched the idea, or if she came up with the idea. You know, for the film, if you are trying to make her sympathetic, it makes more sense that she's pitched the idea and she's just reached the breaking point where she's at. Desperate. I mean, it would very much make her a monster if the situation was she knows how what it means to train that hard and work that hard, and she would do that to somebody else. Yeah, because that's the thing is the the only reason to do that is because someone else is actually better than you. Mm. Tough shit. I mean, I don't know. Like that's what life is in a competitive. I mean, yeah, totally. Like you have to recognize some people are better than you. (laughs) Yeah. Although Nancy Kerrigan does kind of represent the wholesome figure skating image so it could be that some of that anger that she has from that went on to Nancy Kerrigan she's like the Michael Jordan and then Tanya (laughs) Hardy is like the Dennis Rodman is there a sequel where they team up (laughs) and form a band and play in Portland Oregon I'm curious what this event being sensationalized in the media did to young gals or young folks Mm-hmm. impressionable youth who looked up to these athletes like at that time like seeing something like this break like yeah. the OJ thing and like whatever like it's times where like oh, okay these are your heroes or whatever and uh, that little like American dream is starting to like crack and open up and like you're really seeing like nope these people are capable of heinous shit and like what type of effect that had on 
don't know, folks that were working towards being skaters and stuff like that, like, at that time, like, personality is part of it, too, like, this, like, we're perfect, we're up here, we're skating, we look perfect, we are perfect, our mm-hmm. personalities are perfect, we're wholesome gals, to then see, like, oh, there's ugliness behind all of it, like, this is fully a fucking cardboard cutout, and it just spun around and fell over, like, when you're a kid, like, what that did to anybody, if everyone was, anyone was like, I'm not doing this, yeah. I'm not skating. I don't know, I mean, I can't remember in the timeline of things, if we already knew at this point, but pretty much like figure skating and gymnastics, all the worst parents in the world yeah. Yeah. are the parents of those people. It was Is known there... because I remember that was like all the SNL skits were always about yeah. like how fucked up like gymnastics yeah. people are. And you like... have, because you have to stay like a, that tiny body size, mm-hmm. which sometimes you just grow. Yeah. I mean, because they're doing it when they're like 11. Right. And, you can't really help what happens between 11 and 14. In, in a similar vein, too, ballerinas and how yeah. they have to, like, you see their... F- hey, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrifying. He just popped his head in the window, taking he, everybody by storm. He, he looked like the sea creature from Shape of the Water. <laughs> Pop out the glass. <laughs> you gotta touch his hand. Tell him it's okay. Touch his hand. It's okay. <laughs> Give him an egg. I think I had a point. I don't know what, <laughs> yeah. where I was and where I'm going to end up. Maybe we want to rate the trailer. I don't really know how I feel about this. Maybe in Space and Zombies, I guess. Mm-hmm. I kind of hate the idea of Tanya Hardy's awesome. You know? Yeah. But it looks like it'll probably be a good movie. Maybe if it was fictional. It would be a little better. Mm. A little easier to swallow. Yes. But I think the trailer itself was done well and seems funny. Yeah. For a movie about figure skating. Yeah. (laughs) They definitely presented it in the best way possible. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Tell me more. Kind of in the ways that they blew it with that tennis movie. That we the Battle of the episodes. Sexes, like, yeah. You want to make me excited about tennis? You didn't do it. You didn't do it. <laughs> want to make me excited about ice skating? Talk about beating the shit yeah. out of someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sold on this trailer either. I'm, I'm going to go in space with zombies. I'm not in love with these type of talking to the camera movies. Mm. <sighs> Nancy Kerrigan, man. She's, just, she's my new hero. Mm. And I don't like that this movie... It's just burying her deeper. And that's on me. That's personal. Mm. I understand. That's where I got to make my stand. <laughs> like, some people are boycotting movies because, like, oh, you know, they, there's not enough minorities in it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, not enough Nancy Kerrigan. Wo- Woody Nancy Allen's <laughs> directing this movie. I can't yeah. support it. Right. I'm like, this movie kind of talking bad about Nancy Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. Boycott. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, I'm gonna rate this movie. I love robots. It's a bottom. It's a bottom. I saw this movie already. It's called The Bronze, and it's with the like real funny gal from what's uh what's the comedy show that everybody loves? Elon Rose. The science. Raymond. The science kids. Bing bang. Bing bang. Baby. Oh theory. yeah yeah. Big yeah. yeah. The, yeah, bada bing the blonde gal from that, I guess, I don't know, I've never seen the show, but she made this movie called The Bronze two years ago. I think it just, like, went direct to video from my understanding of it. Straight but, to Sean's computer. Yeah. yeah. She's, like, a just, a, she's just, like, a down-on-her-luck, was-gonna-be-a-badass gymnast, 
won an Olympic medal and then went back to her hometown and just became a dirtbag. And then this up and coming gymnast from her hometown is she's made to mentor her as kind of like a get back on track kind of thing. And it's fucking hilarious. It's just like a goofy, raunchy comedy, but that's the premise. And that was done so well that I'm looking at this going like, well, beat the bronze. And I don't think it's going to. Yeah. So I love robots. So you hated both trailers today. Yeah. Well, you sprang them on me. I didn't, I never watched them and uh, I didn't get a chance to fall in love with them. I'm just kind of like, ugh. I don't like these. <laughs> Blech. Blech. I don't like it. It doesn't taste good. I want candy. <laughs> Maybe you should hang out with the candy man in the first trailer. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I tell you. You got a, you got a way to... I'm still, like, lost on what her accent exactly is. Oh, yeah. From being from the Midwest, you could probably have a good ear for... Does not nail it. That's something else entirely. No. The whole time, I was like... Is she Australian? Where are you from? Is she British? Like, for real, that actress is from Australia, right? She is? I don't know. Is that true, Devin? She's from Queensland. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. I did it. Okay. Nicely done. You use the internet to look up a fact. <laughs> and, yeah, and I not guess the porn. whole time was, it's almost Fargo-y, but doesn't quite get mm, that. I only have one accent, and it's a guy from Brooklyn. <laughs> but I use it for everything. Do it to, like, close this segment. Well, I'm, I'm Tanya Harding, and I gotta, I gotta hire a bodyguard. To break Nancy Kerrigan's legs. Hey, yo, out of my way. I'm walking here. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, the truth is a thing that if everybody's got their own, it's like an asshole. You got an asshole, you got a truth. You shit out your truth, then you got to wipe up after yourself. That's the bottom line. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> and that's I, Tanya. And that's the episode! Booyah! <laughs> I just, I've come up with a dumb little yeah. onomatopoeia every time you, you say that. Booyah? I think I've yeah. done that one you're, several you're times. You're stuck in 1994. I don't know. I Whoop, there it is! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hip-hop hooray! <laughs> Thank you to Tasha for joining us. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks to Keith for bombing us. It's been a wild ride. Yeah. <laughs> You had some really great things to say about uh, the mistreatment of Hollywood and uh, its up-and-coming starlets, and I value your yeah. opinions. I liked when he said movie ass instead of movie pass. That was really funny. I don't even think the microphone caught it. <laughs> we got some websites. We got some social media. Yeah, join us on Twitter. Join us on Facebook. We're about to hit our one-year anniversary. Do we have 100 likes yet? We don't have 100 likes yet. <laughs> People, okay, so we're, we're, I try to do a mini campaign to get we gotta like likes drive. on We got a like drive. I swear to God, the next day, we lost a Facebook <laughs> Like, we reminded someone that they were like, oh, yeah, I didn't like that page. <laughs> we're at 98. We just God need two more. Damn it. That's so Keith, lame. Do you like it? Tasha, do you like I, it? I do. I yeah, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love your show. Yeah, great. So, yeah, find us on Facebook, hit that like button, or hit it twice and unlike us. Yeah. 
Think of it as an anniversary present. Yeah, I guess. This is a golden anniversary. What do you get someone on their first anniversary? You get them a like on Facebook. You give them a like on Facebook. Yeah. Tasha, do you have anything that you want to advertise that you're involved in? I don't think so. That's a fair answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keith, you got anything coming up? Any cons that you're going to be yeah. at? Doing signings? Or... Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. I guess that's that. I'll be at pizza time. <laughs> <laughs> Just signing t-shirts. Yeah, I don't know. Alright, well, do you want to sure. get into the molestation stuff now? No, or? no I don't. <laughs> oh, you're over that now? <laughs> we did it, we were over it. We fixed, we, it. we fixed it. It was in that segment that I hope you didn't edit out of the episode. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely didn't. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> definitely in there. Good, good. That good. 20 minute discussion where we just kind of. We really went, hit to the heart of it. We went through Hollywood, and we went through, like... We called kind of, out everybody. <laughs> we, we named names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did what Corey Feldman can't get himself to do. And, um... Have you seen his say. band? Did you see his rock and roll band? When they came through town? Yeah. No, but I saw some video. Looked sad. Yeah. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. him yeah. and Tanya Hardy should do a band. Yeah, what instrument did she play in the band? Did you see? Was, she did the violin, but she used her rollers, her ice skate, <laughs> to play it. And the strings broke immediately, and that's why the... <laughs> that's why they moved. And they're like, well, we need strings to play. And she kneecapped all of them. <laughs> well, that's the show. You can catch us at www.moviebabies.com. And Sean... Yes? Where you don't have time to watch a two-minute trailer, unfuck this mess. <laughs> and that's the Movie Babies. <laughs>